0: Chapter 15 Year 873 PXF Spring Everyone wanted to meet Osman. The crush of people complimenting him, asking about his outfit, and even a few wishing to learn more about the Uldani knots and their cultural meaning, stretched on for almost half an hour. Osman's outfit continued to change from season to season, but now at a far slower pace, and without the fruits and vegetables appearing in his hands. Throughout the night, as each season emerged, another person would approach to comment on details they had missed before. Talon happily faded into the background, having less than a handful of people approach him. Being this inconspicuous, even in his former home, he took the opportunity to slip into the lower levels of the estate and head to McCall's room. Walking down the narrow hallway past Miss Haddington's kitchen and to McCall's chamber was like stepping back into his childhood. By the time he reached the door, he wasn't the towering night captain of Arnador, but a shaking teenage boy, terrified of what fate might await behind the blacksmith's door. Twenty Years Earlier 853 PXF Autumn Talon was in a panic. Mikal had found their plan. Did he break their secret code and know everything? Miss Haddington had told him over lunch that as soon as he finished eating, Mikal wanted Talon to come see him in his rooms. The stern and even worse, disappointed look that she gave Talon spoke volumes about the nature of what was to come. As he walked down the long, narrow hallway on the lower level of the estate, a fresh panic entered his mind. Had Mikal told his father? Talon timidly knocked on Micall's door. Come in, Talon. Mikal did not come to the door himself, instead leaving Talon to work up the courage to turn the handle and enter on his own. As he took a deep breath and swung the door open, he saw Riken sitting on a chair next to Mikal's desk, pale as a sheet and his back straight as an arrow. There wasn't just worry in his eyes. There was fear. Close the door, Mikael stated calmly. Once done, he held up exactly what Talon had expected. The note. Would you care to explain this? Talon's tongue suddenly seemed three times too large in his throat. His mouth opened and then closed, but nothing came out. In the absence of Talon's voice, Mikal continued. I can plainly see it is your writing and his. Head motioning to Riken. I thought better of you, spreading such scandalous filth about good people. Do you even understand the consequences if your father found out about this? He is a man of far more severe justice than me, and it would be very well within his rights to ask for Riken to be expelled as my apprentice for being a part of such slander. Talon saw Riken look to the ceiling and bite his lip to hold back the emotion welling up. The thought of losing Riken set loose his own tongue. But it's not slander, Talon blurted out. It's just a story to hide our secret code. Mikal looked confused and a bit taken aback, leadingly asking for Talon to continue. Talon tumbled over his words, hoping the faster he could get the truth out, the more chance there would be to save Riken. We were planning to go back to Milgrin's Orchard, to pick apples, to make fermented cider, and we didn't want to get caught, so we wanted to code our message, but it was too obvious, so we came up with that. Talon finally took a breath and pointed to the note, while internally cursing the tittering giggle emanating from the slithering voice in his head that had suggested the plan. Mikal just stated, Show me. Talon explained how the coded message was just a simple word swap, but to distract people from noticing, he and the voice had created a scandalous tale about the upstairs maid and the gardener to hide their real message. The account spilled out of Talon's mouth like a rushing stream, until he finally concluded. And we knew no one would really believe it for real because the gardener is the most pious man in town, and Betsy loves her wife more than anyone, but it would keep them from looking for our message. Mikal sighed deeply. (sighs) So, you were worried about people finding out about you two making some hard cider, and didn't even consider what this story could do? Talon nodded, and Riken chimed in. That is why we made it so ridiculous. With half a thought, people would realize it couldn't happen and throw the whole thing away as rubbish. Boys, listen to me. Mikal now positioned them both in front of him, looking them in the eyes. You have to learn. Most people don't spare any thought, much less half a thought, when it comes to scandal. Worse... They will believe a lie about a good man or woman, long before accepting the truth about a wicked one. He continued lovingly but strictly. You must never spread lies like this again. I truly could have done nothing to keep Riken here had this gone any further than me. The boys began to smile, but Mikal interrupted. And you will both clean every tool in the smithy, as well as sweep the flue and rotate the woodpile. Groans from the boys at their punishment were interrupted by call slapping them hard on their outside shoulders, so their other ones knocked together. Now get. And save me some of your cider. You can use the old quarter keg in the smithy storeroom. Present Year 873 PXF. Spring. Hello? A voice answered from beyond the door, pulling Talon back to the present. He turned the knob and entered the chamber he had not been inside for two decades. The room was much the same as he remembered. As Talon's focus shifted to the man hunched over the desk doing ledgers, his first thought was Who is this old man, and where is Mikal? It wasn't until the figure at the desk turned to him that Talon recognized it was indeed the blacksmith he had known so well. There was no hiding that the years had begun to take their toll. Mikol was only fifteen or so years older than Talon, but smithing is a hard life. His body still held all the power it once had, built more akin to a hundred-year-old oak than a human, but his face did not have the vitality it once held. Wrinkles and sagging skin come with the territory, but the melancholy in his eyes caught Talon off guard. Mikal always had a spark of purpose and determination in him, lighting the darkest times. Even after Riken was taken, he was a solid force of determination that Talon leaned upon when training with Lachlan. Often, late in the day, when Lachlan had pushed Talon further than he felt he could go and the commander still demanded even more, Talon would look to the smithy door and find that Mikal would be standing there. Always watching and silently caring, Mikal, with just a nod and a flex of one of his mighty arms, would renew Talon's determination to keep fighting and stay on course for his goal. Talon? Mikal questioned, squinting over a small pair of half-spectacles, seeming to doubt his own eyes. Is that you, my boy? Talon had forgotten he was still wearing his mask, and probably that for the first time since knowing Mikal, his hair was styled and not its usual free-flowing mess. But who else could it be filling my doorway thusly? Mikal added with a smile. Ah, Talon. Now standing up and crossing to him, then placing his right hand on Talon's chest near his heart, continuing with a bit of wistfulness. It has been an age, hasn't it? Talon felt Mikal was no longer referring to just the passage of time. Mikal examined one of the thick Uldani braids, running his hand down it. This is new. Something has changed in you, my boy. For the better, perhaps even? In answer, Talon embraced Mikal in a giant bear hug, first creating shock in the shorter man, experiencing a hitherto unknown act of physical affection from Talon. But then, Mikal leaned deeply into it, returning the embrace and letting all the pent-up sadness and loneliness flow out of him. The two men, who each had the power to crush ale kegs in their arms with a similar act, held on to each other powerfully and tenderly, letting their contact say all the words that needed to pass between them. When they finally let go, Talon began. I haven't given up on Riken, but I have met someone. Talon told Mikal all about Osman, up to the moment that had just occurred in the courtyard. Mikal, immediately understanding, interjected before Talon could explain. I always said you would be a wonderful big brother, and now you are one. Talon realized that perhaps the ways of his Uldani brother were rubbing off on him, as he felt his eyes well with moisture under the mask and his throat close a bit. Mikal, Perfectly reading the moment, knew it was time to change the subject. I think your father is up to something. I am crafting far more weapons and light armor pieces than are normal for our exports to the northern duchies and limehold for trade. A seriousness overtook his tone. And he is not putting them on the shipping caravans headed north. He is sending them south in local wagons. I have not found evidence of something amiss, but it is strange. Talon thought a moment. Perhaps we should begin a correspondence, casual conversation, but if you have something to report... Talon looked around the room, lost in memory again. Use Rikens and my old code. Mikal chuckled unexpectedly, being transported back to the same memory. That will do nicely. Then, slapping his hips as though looking for his missing set of etching tools, Mikal added, And you should get back to the gala before your parents miss you, or your absence intrudes on Osman's experience. With smiles and slaps on each other's shoulders, Talon left Mikal and returned to the gala.